Hi, welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I sit down with photographer Michael Prince. Michael Prince is a commercial photographer based in the Boston area. He has shot large-scale ad campaigns for companies such as AT&T, Ford, T-Mobile, and Bank of America, to name a few. Michael has also photographed people such as Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, and Oprah for the cover of Forbes magazine. In this interview, I talked to Michael about how he got his start in fine art photography and how he now runs a commercial photography business. Michael is someone whose work I've admired for many years and who has a wealth of knowledge about photography. So I think this is an interview you guys will enjoy. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening and uh, take care. All right, Michael Prince, thanks for uh, sitting down and talking to me for the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Cool. Um, so I guess just kind of like start off, um, where did you grow up and like what kind of stuff were you into as a kid? I grew up in Miami, Florida in the 80s, which was a crazy time to grow up because I don't know if you ever saw Miami Vice, but it was <laughs> literally like that where I'll never forget in high school going to a party and somebody trying to sell me a submachine gun. Wow. Um, and yeah, it was just like crazy shit like that all the time. There was guns and bombs and drugs and... Damn. <laughs> so you sort of early on learned like either you're going to go this way or this way. Mm-hmm. And I decided not to go that way. That's my. I, I went the other way. That's cool. What kind of things were you into as a kid? Was it like... Uh... I like, you know, also growing up in Florida, um, we there's a lot of sports because it's beautiful. So we played football every single day and that was great. Yeah. Um, just like normal stuff. That's cool, man. Um, and then how did you kind of get into photography, like, uh, starting out really, really late and really, really lucky where it, one thing about growing up in Florida is like, nobody ever says like, Oh yeah, you can be an artist and make a living at it. It was just like, not, not, not in, at least in my world, it wasn't on the horizon. It wasn't something that was a possibility. So long after college, I guess, um, I met my wife to be in uh, Boston and she had a final semester and it was a, um, a way, what do they call it? Uh, a broad course. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she had her final semester was, um, um, in, in Italy, Florence, Italy. Okay. And so we got married and that was sort of our honeymoon and I TA'd for her photography professor. I had been sort of like interested in it before I had taken one like black and white course. Yeah. Um, just like intro to photography, but I hadn't really done it seriously and I just didn't know what I was going to do with my life. So that was an opportunity to like study with a really good Italian photographer, Martino Marangoni. Wow. And I turned out to be pretty good. So, um, when we got back to the States, I got a job actually near here for a small newspaper chain as a, their staff photographer. And I drive around on a moped and take pictures yeah that's cool man um, so you didn't like study photography in school or anything no, like that no i ironically i studied advertising at the university of florida which has been very helpful yeah because i do a lot of advertising yeah definitely so yeah i guess like when you were in college for was it like communications yeah what what did you kind of like when you were in college then like did you kind of have like an idea of what you thought you were going to do yeah i was going to be a copywriter okay like advertising right. agencies and stuff yeah cool and then uh yeah so florence italy um what kind of stuff were you shooting starting out like when you first kind of grabbed the camera uh it's embarrassing i mean if i look back at some of my early stuff i'm like jesus this is crap (laughs) um 
I, I to find it took me a couple of years, literally probably before I took a good picture. Mm. So yeah, do you remember like kind of your first camera you had? The first, uh, my mom gave me her Canon uh, FD, I believe it was. It was a real solid, really well made film camera. And then the first one I bought was a, a Rolleiflex. Oh wow, nice nice stuff right off the bat. That's good. Yeah, but you know, I kind of got screw, screwed on the lens. Like I, I realized later that like the, the taking lens was like had a little scratch on it. Oh okay. But you know, as a kid, you're like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's just like imperfections. Yeah. Cool. Um, were you kind of shooting black and white or the kind of color starting out? All black and white. All black and white. Yeah. You're like darkroom guy. Yeah, I did. I actually had my own darkroom uh, in Brooklyn. Oh wow. And. Uh, when we lived there. Okay. So you were like lived in Italy for a while and then moved then to... back here. Oh, then back to Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. Okay. For probably a year. Oh, wow. And then my wife got a job at the museum of modern art. Oh, wow. And that's how we got to New York. That's really cool. Not a bad place to work. <laughs> yeah. For uh, $13,000 a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had a lot of pasta. Hey, pasta is good. You know, stay, get those carbs. Um, the, I guess like what were kind of like some of your first like photo jobs when you were starting out? Like you said, you were kind of doing photojournalism. Well, um, yeah, I started off as a doing that. And then when I lived in New York, uh, I was a waiter. Yeah. Like most people mm-hmm. in New York. And I eventually got a job at the set shop. For, well, first I should go back a little bit. I am, um, again, I TA'd. Yeah for at the icp Got national it. center of photography yeah because i couldn't really afford darkroom time mm-hmm. and if you ta'd then you could get free access to the darkroom cool so i ta'd for jules allen he's a really great um photographer there and um after that so i kept on cheating for myself and i never really had any it was always just sort of like for fun i never thought this is what i'm gonna do for a career yeah that's cool. And then I think you said you were working at like a newspaper at one point. Well, this is b- before, before that. Yeah. In Massachusetts for the newspaper. Okay. So after, um, waiting on tables for a while and getting fired from a couple of restaurants, yeah. I got a job at the set shop. You okay. Know that? Yeah. In New York. No, I've never been there. It's a place where people like professional photographers would buy, um, set paper and gaffers tape. And okay. Eight clamps. Yeah. And like, because back in the day there was something called a photo district. Mm-hmm. in new york like around 19th street in the 20s and there's t- all the photo studios were there and there was a couple stores that would just supply them okay so i knew that if i got a job there that was just sort of like the very like crack of getting inside the door of a photography career yeah so i did i got a job and i was like the assistant manager of the set shop oh wow so you kind of got to learn a little more like about the commercial world and stuff like that a little bit it's kind of professional photography, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. And then um, this good, uh, really good uh, still life photographer, David Arkey, put a flyer up for an assistant. Okay. And uh, I took the flyer down and uh, I called. And I was still like one of 25 people. Yeah. But I got the job there. And I worked for David for seven years. Oh, wow. That's doing photo assisting. Like, that's, I started off as an assistant, but then this was like early's photoshop days okay so i jumped onto photoshop and became a retoucher oh wow and as i was working for david as a retoucher i was starting to get more like established as a fine art photographer in new york okay so what kind of stuff was like uh when you were working for him what kind of stuff were you guys shooting it was like still life for he did tons of work for ibm so okay literally like giant computers oh wow this like still life's in the studio and whatnot yeah. Um, how, how do you feel that experience was for you? Like, was I, it like pretty valuable? To... Incredibly valuable. 
um, A, David's the nicest guy in the world, and B, light is light. Mm-hmm. Whether you're learning how to light a box yeah. um, or a person, it's the same thing. I mean, obviously there's subtleties and people yeah. have personalities which you have to work with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great. When you were working for him, were you kind of like uh, shooting still life on your own or were you kind of still shooting people? No, or? I always, I never shot um, up until recently like the stuff I found on the beach, that's the only still life I've ever shot, really. Wow. Um, it was always people or or just landscapes. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you say, like, the fine art stuff, like, how did you kind of get into that kind of world? You were kind of working for him, you said, and then... Start- right. I was very, very, very... I mean, the great thing about it, if you go to New York, yep. it's like sort of like things happen. Yeah. And I took um, just a portrait of this kid at Coney Island working in um, one of the arcades or one of the um, games. Yep. And then I started, I was starting to show my work around to like different people. And one uh, photo critic said, Oh, that's an interesting picture. You know, I know this guy is going to love this picture. He's a big time collector. And um, Bill Hunt is his name is the collector. And he's pretty well known, William Hunt, in the photo world, in mm-hmm. the fine art world, anyway. Yeah, he's a big guy. And so I call up Bill and I said, "Can I bring some work by?" And he's like, "Sure." And he didn't actually like that picture, but he liked another one and he bought it. And just by him buying this photo, because he was such a famous collector, that gave me a little bit of credibility. Oh wow! And then I was able to get into like a group gallery. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of Robin Rice Gallery in the West Village. It sounds familiar. Yeah. Right. So I got into her gallery and then I kept on shooting. And then I got into Howard Greenberg Gallery with Tom Gitter. There was um, a smaller, like, you know, Howard's famous for vintage stuff. But I, um, they had a smaller gallery called 292 that showed contemporary. Mm-hmm. And they brought me along. And so that was a bit, obviously a huge thing for me that's really cool what were kind of like those images like what, what were they uh was it like they're all like so different from what i do now but they're very blurry um small four by five uh pictures shot with my uh, pentax but printed four by five and i had seen a show at um the met yeah of i think it's um Seurat, who the famous pointillism painter but he also did these conte sketches and I was really intrigued by the fact that the way he made the sketches, everybody was kind of blurry. Like if he drew a, a, a an old man, you really couldn't recognize who the old man was. Yeah. You could tell that it was an old man. Yeah. And then I sort of gave me an idea in photography. Like, well, the more, if you blur a picture, a portrait of somebody, it becomes different people. So if I show you a blurry picture, a, a sharp picture of a little kid, yeah. that's a little kid who's got a name named Jimmy or whatever. But if it's he's out of focus, then he could be your kid, he could be you, he could be your granddad. Yeah, it just opens up so many doors as far as identity. Yeah, it makes it more kind of like a mystery. Right. Yeah. So I just that's all I did, and I got pretty well known for doing that. That's really cool. So you were kind of this like just going around to different galleries and like showing your work kind of, or, um, it's this, like, like, like I said, everything's luck. And so once you get into Howard Greenberg gallery, Mm -hmm. then that means that you get into different galleries around the country. So I started having shows 
around the country and I got into some good museums. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. Um, so at that point, was that kind of like the first time you had like sold one of your photographs or? Yeah. The first I had, they, the first, um, show at Howard Greenberg, they sold 50 prints. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How was that feeling? Was was it, was it kind of like, you can make a living. That's what I was going to say. Like, was there like kind of like a point where like, you know what, like I can actually maybe kind of make a living at this. And like, it was that kind of like kind of the beginning of that for you. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but I never, I had always, I, and I still, because I still dabble in like fine art, but it's, I preferred generally the commercial realm. Yeah. Because there's so much bullshit in fine art and so much who do you know and where mm-hmm. do you go to school. Yeah. And I find that commercial work is more like a meritocracy. Yeah. It's really, really about your book. Yeah. And your website and like the work you've done before. Yeah. And can you do it again? Definitely. Um, so I guess like when you're like starting out, was there like any photographers that you kind of like admired, like work that you kind of like looked up to at all or kind of people you're kind of looking at? Yeah, there, there were a ton. I've got the worst memory in the world, but I'm going to try to remember Sally Mann. Oh, okay. Of course. Yeah. Um, her work with her kids is just, just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I was in the style of, shit, what's that guy in Texas who is, shoots all squares, like oh. beautifully composed um mostly landscapes oh dang i'm blanking thought you were gonna say dan winters but i was like uh, no. no 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 he doesn't shoot square um, dan winters is great yeah though. yeah um yeah I, I think he's sort of like passing now but he was at the time like wow i want to take pictures like that yeah yeah definitely that's really cool very um, helpful for your no, 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 I like this good. guy. I don't remember who he was. He's really good. great. There's so many photographers out there. It's hard to remember, right. man. Um, like, did it kind of take you a while to kind of like create your aesthetic, how you shot, or has that kind of like changed over time, or is it kind of like, has it kind of been the same like throughout your career? Has it kind of evolved this the way you shoot, like in terms of some like, things are the same, some things are different. I th- for I mean, I still think that my sen- you probably have one kind of sense of composition. And how I, I sort of what I, I feel like I feel like I still design a picture in my head the way I probably would have when I first started. Yeah. But now I'm much more technically proficient. Yeah. And I know, you know, from learning, working with other people, like the possibilities as far as light, as far as what you can do after you take a picture. I mean, yeah. you as a photographer, as a retoucher, I shoot now like towards my retouching. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times. I'm taking a picture, not thinking of the way it looks right now in reality, but what am I going to do later? Yeah. So that changes things a lot. But I still, I think my composition, my idea of where I'd put somebody in that frame yeah. is probably pretty close to where I would have put it, you know, 10 years ago. That's cool. Yeah. I think that's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's an important thing to do is kind of understand how you shoot and what you're right. kind of going after. Um, I guess so like once you kind of got out of like the uh, retouching stuff, like how did you kind of get into like the commercial photography world where you kind of like, it's funny because for a while, as I was a fine art photographer and a retoucher, people would say, Hey, we want you to like do this commercial thing. And I was like, I'm an artist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How dare you even suggest <laughs> how, how, old, how, how, how old are you at this point? <laughs> I was like probably 30 something. Okay. But I was just like, never. Yeah. Never. <laughs> But then eventually somebody said, you know, we'll pay you this amount of money. And I'm like, 
Are you kidding me? <laughs> you should have told me that before. Yeah. <laughs> of course I'll do it. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so I sold out. I became the, a whore what, today. No, no. Uh, what were kind of like some of the first clients you were working with? And like, how are you kind of getting your work out there for that? Like, how are you kind of... Um, I think I did early work for Verizon. I And again, I, I uh, one, one little thing made a colossal difference in my commercial career where... Um, I met some guy who was designing a promo piece for a paint company. And um, he said, oh, do you, you've got lots of cool colors in your work. How about we use your... No, not a paint company, a printing company. Yeah. Um, a paper company. Sorry, Monadnock Paper Company. I want to do a cool promo piece. I want to use, feature your photography. Like, Great. Yeah. And, you know, they weren't going to pay me anything, but mm-hmm. I'd get this cool promo piece. And they did a really cool promo piece with like lots of die cuts and things like that. And I used that as my promo piece. Wow. And it got on the desk of, I think I forgot his first name, but the Silverstein from Goodby Silverstein. Okay. Wow. And he was doing, um, he had, they had just gotten this big, um, they were doing a big campaign for AT&T wireless. Mm-hmm. He goes, I like this guy. And I had never shot like a really big campaign before. And he came to New York from San Francisco and had dinner with me. Mm-hmm. And he gave me this job. Wow. It was a huge job. I and mean, that's like, all from the sending him like a postcard pretty much? It wasn't a postcard. Uh, it was like a little book. Okay, got it. Um, but there was one picture in that book that okay. he loved. Got it. He just absolutely loved that picture. Wow. And he gave me this giant national campaign. And then they liked that a lot. And then so Goodby gave me like Saturn which is a car company and Hewlett Packard. Wow. So I was shooting these major, major campaigns like very early on. And at that point, did you like have a rep or anything or you just, yeah, once, you know, the funny thing, of course, like everybody knows, like if you want a rep, you know, they want you to have work. Yeah. But it's hard to get work without a rep. So it's just like that yeah. catch 22. But so, yeah, so I had, once I was billing these big jobs and I had a couple of reps I could, choose from yeah because that must have been like when you get a first big job like that where you're like like what do you do like it's right. it's, it's all it's so much because it's right. like it's different than anything else so it must well have i called been. up like like i got advice from like people i had known I mean, mm-hmm. how do you handle this and yeah somebody worked um like did the numbers just for that yeah for the at&t that's cool um one thing i was gonna ask you is like like being a commercial photographer and then like still like do you feel like you need to like balance like your like artistic vision with like running your like commercial business? Like, or do you kind of this like shoot the work you enjoy and put it out there? Or are you trying to like, like, uh, put out work that's going to like attract clients? Like that, that is like the hardest thing to figure out. I mean, yeah. I think primarily as a photographer, you're best off showing the work that you like mm-hmm. that you want to shoot. Yeah. Because if you try to meet the market, yeah, then you're you're following somebody else definitely and by the time you get your version out there yeah the market's moved on definitely. if you shoot for yourself yeah hopefully somebody's gonna like what you like yeah and hire you to do that definitely yeah that's one thing i've always admired about your work is this like actually a lot of the work that i really enjoy about yours is specific like all the photos of like your kids and your family right. where it just seems like so like uh it makes sense how you said you like sally man where it's like you're the shooting this like kind of your day to day and like like a big part of your portfolio is this kind of like awesome yeah. awesome portraits right. of your kids and stuff like that which is like i've always just enjoyed that and it just seems like 
this seems like natural and fun. It's not like forced. It doesn't seem like it's not like I'm gonna go shoot these photos of my kids and like, <laughs> like for my for- no, yeah. no. I, I I'm I'm gonna take pictures whether somebody pays me or not. Yeah, exactly. So I almost although now with the iPhone it's a lot less, but up until I had an iPhone, I always had a camera on me. Yeah. So now with the iPhone, then you find get, find yourself getting a little bit lazy. <laughs> like it's really cold today, so maybe I'll just keep my phone. No way. I mean, it, all the photos on your website, you have some cool projects. Like I know because you live up here, we're up here in Gloucester or Magnolia. Yeah. And uh, you did this whole series of like photographing the kids jumping off the water and stuff. Off the pier, yeah. How long have you been photographing that stuff? Because it seems Years like now, and it's yeah. yeah, it's just evolved over time. It right. seems, and now there's like drones. For footage yeah. of it and it's just like gotten into this yeah underwater stuff we do it's, yeah it's a great it's one of my favorite things to do personally i yeah. think you got to photograph what you love yeah definitely i personally love jumping off the pier it's like such a rush yeah and i've been doing it for so long that like these kids have grown up with me yeah and so so nowadays you know i don't have to ask like they'll be i get like Facebook messages like hey we're going to the pier come and photograph <laughs> that's, us. Uh, that's awesome um, so and i can arrange like I actually had um, a friend of mine booked a helicopter for me last year. So we had... You guys had a helicopter out there? <laughs> I had a oh helicopter right over the pier. Oh, my God. So, but I was able to, like, call my the, the little kids and say, hey... Or not little kids. Like, these guys are in their 20s. Like, yeah. We're going to jump. We're be there. <laughs> and we got some great shots. Yeah, that's really amazing. Um, I know the one project you've been doing for years is stuff you found on the beach. Like, how did that kind of start? And is, have you still been shooting that yeah, stuff? Well, I, actually, it's funny. I was, like, looking on the beach, like, this week. And I haven't found anything really? cool for a while. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's, like, I was one day, it started out with gloves. Yeah. Because I was always seeing these gloves on the beach. And I didn't know about the famous Aaron Siskin mm-hmm. photograph of the glove, which is, he, I don't even know who he is. He's like, yeah. anyway, but he, sh- that was in Gloucester. Oh, wow. And so after I did this, I did a whole series of gloves, like Tom Gitterman, the guy who was at 292 now at Gitterman Gallery, he's like, you moron, you know, Siskin did this in like 1920 something. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oops. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I had this conversation with someone before, like, like so many things have been photographed a million times. Right. And I, I think the interesting thing is like, uh, the, my friend I was talking to, he's like, he's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like you just have to like put your own perspective on it. Cause like, if you just put up those walls, like, Oh, someone else did it. Right. You can't. You yeah. Gotta... So I think it's like, you just shoot. Cause like, even if it, you, he did something similar, it's not going to look the same as yours. Right. Cause like the way you shoot, the way you edit and everything. So it's just like, I Mine think are way better. Yeah. It, it, that, that's right. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> um, so yeah. anyway, there was like, I, one day I was, I, I live right a five minute walk from the beach. So almost every day I'm walking on the beach. Yeah. And there was, it was in the winter, like now. Mm-hmm. And there was like all these gloves because nobody picks up gloves. Yeah. So literally one day I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get the gloves. <laughs> And I picked up like twenty four wow gloves, and they were. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll take pictures of them, and that's how I started. So I shot the gloves first, I think, and then I started like, well, I found golf balls, and it was, it was really interesting on in how time in the water, yeah, changes things mm-hmm. and things that you know human. I'm mostly intrigued by like uh, man made stuff, although I have shot a few like shells and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, so I did like this little equation like object plus water plus time equals something interesting okay <laughs> ideally yeah ideally. yeah <laughs> um so then, then you see like bad things you see like how many bottles there are and yeah 
all the things that shouldn't be in the ocean. Mm-hmm. So that that part's important as well. Yeah, no, it was definitely an interesting project. I enjoyed seeing that stuff because I remember going on there. I'm like, damn, he found that on the beach. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, like how how important do you think it is, like as a photographer, just to like constantly be shooting? Because I think for me, I find it like the more I shoot, like you, you just kind of keep building on it and building on it. Like if right. you, if you have like gaps where you're not shooting, like it's it feels like a muscle like if you're not going to the gym you're going to fall absolutely it's true and yeah. you need to find something that it inspires you and one thing that's always over the years inspired me is like and i use it and i take advantage of it is getting a new camera or new lens because mm-hmm. i'm like all right i've got to learn how to use this lens how does this lens work right? <laughs> yeah and then i'll like walk around like all day long driving my family crazy or yeah. going outside and i'm like here i'm testing a new lens and they're like Ugh. Yeah, yeah it's like keeps it exciting i guess right. because you're seeing it slightly differently mm-hmm. and everything's slightly different and like oh and then as you shoot you know you're gonna maybe get lucky and get a really good shot yeah definitely like is that something do you like have creative ruts sometimes or oh hell yeah yeah, yeah. definitely right and then sometimes i'll purposely i'll see something really beautiful and really cool and like not photograph yeah because i'm like i just want to try to force myself to think about this for a little bit and Mm -hmm. why do i like this and not try to capture it and just try to think about it yeah definitely it's kind of like yeah having a thought in mind about your photographs that's something i've been thinking about more is this like kind of like you know shooting freehand but like also kind of like trying to think of some ideas and like cool stuff i want to photograph a little bit more and put a little more thought into it sometimes it's cool um, like actually one photograph I always liked of yours, you did this photograph of like, it was a high school football field and you shot it like in fall and then you shot it in winter. Oh, right. so I thought, thought that was just so cool. Cause it was just like, it was just like this little thing you shot it right. in two different seasons, but the, just that little thought you right. put into like, I'm going to go back and photograph that the same thing, right. but at different times. So I think that's like, you can apply that to a lot right. of things. I just thought that was really interesting. I've always, well, there, that's the cool thing about photography is that it's a tool mm-hmm. and it's not reality you're capturing. You're using this tool to create your own reality or the, your own version of reality. And that can be th- through lenses or through time mm-hmm. or through post uh, processing. There's a million things you can do. Yeah. I just saw last week, the Hockney show yep. at um, the Met and the way he used those Polaroids, take a million Polaroids mm-hmm. and then completely distort this landscape yep. and make a giant vast landscape into something about let's say three feet that's like genius yeah it's so cool and so smart so i'm really like i love that like yeah it's just like putting a little thought into it because i think like sometimes when you're like when you're working as like a commercial photographer like you can just get bogged down with the day-to-day of like marketing and then like catching up on retouching so it can kind of like it's good to like take a step back and really like try to think about your work more and try to figure out like kind of like what what are you doing in the grand scheme of things just i think like i try to think about a little bit more lately um it just seems like like stuff like that like it is there like stuff you kind of like in the future you're kind of looking to do like like uh are you kind of just want to stick in the commercial world or um it's funny i every time i try to go back into the fine art world I'm like, ah, I remember why I hated this. <laughs> because, like, you have to go to openings and talk to people, and I'm like, ah. yeah, yeah. It's like high school. It's like a right. Click you got to be nice to everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just a jerk. No, like me. Yeah. no oh, you're yeah. a real nice guy, Michael. <laughs> um, that's one thing I was gonna ask you. Is like, do you feel like living in New York City was like important for your career? Yes, oh. yes, very much so. And I took a hit um, when we moved up, back out here. For yeah. Sure. For sure. Yeah. What do you think was like the most important things is from New York? Is it this like, it's, it's, it's 
that every day, everywhere you go, mm-hmm. you see so much and you see so many people and mm-hmm. there's just so much going on around you. Like you get, you know, you're meeting other photographers, you're going to openings, you're yep. seeing so much art. Yeah. Um, and here it's beautiful. This is the most beautiful place in the world. Yeah. You can't see it cause you're on the radio or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. this is like stunningly beautiful. And every single day I'm happy because I'm like, wow, I see like, and it's always different. Like yeah. the sky is different. The water is different. Yeah. Um, it's fortunately not normally as cold as it is today. Yeah. It seems like nowadays, like just the way the internet is like, you can kind of live anywhere. Like you can. Yes. Yeah. But there's still something about like, yeah, I saw, like I said, um, just see, going to the Met mm-hmm. and seeing a real picture in front of your face and not on your screen. Yeah. It's different. Definitely. I mean, is it important for you to go to like New York? Like, do you go down there to like show your work still? Or is that something? I have a rep who does that. For yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, but I do, Every time I work, I shoot there. I try to go uh, look at art. I go to museums. Yeah, and I go to shows. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed on your website you kind of do like motion work. Is, yeah, is that something you kind of want to do more of in the future? And- I I go back and forth on that because you know I was just we were talking earlier about how shooting alongside TV. I did this job last week in New York. Yeah. And God damn, man. I am so happy I'm a still photographer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a different beast for sure. Right. I had a 65-person crew. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and I had a three-person crew. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things like you read about it like in like PDN and all these magazines and whatnot. They're like, still photographers need to be doing motion or whatnot. And it's, I love it's, it's the, the thing is for me is that it's a different mindset. Yeah. Because when you're taking a still picture, you're capturing this one... 250th of a second or mm-hmm. whatever. But when you're shooting video, you're cap it's the motion. Yep. It's either the motion of what's going on in front of the camera or it's the motion of the camera itself or it's a combination of the both of them. Yeah. And so you've really got to think about that and it took me literally I'd say about a year of shooting video before I felt like I could actually get my head around it right yeah it's really a complete completely different beast like uh to compare the two it's just completely different this is the mindset like even this like the way you're shooting to to the edit like you know like you need these this footage right. to the edit and it's like and everything the sound and it's like, yeah it is a different beast it's really you do need a team with that type of stuff to, right. to, to do it correctly i think and it's slow so because yeah. it's such a massive thing and especially if you're doing like a big job where you know it's got to be union and you Every little move yeah. takes time. And versus if I'm shooting stills, I just get up and like, all right, I want to change my angle. Yeah. I'm going to move three feet to the right. Yeah. And it's like not so easy when you've got some giant ass camera and like there's a sound guy and there's like giant HMIs and you got to move all those too. So Oh yeah. It's way different for sure. I mean, having, since you've been doing this for a while now, like what do you think are like, this is the biggest thing you've learned from like the time you started to where you are now? Like, is there anything like you've kind of been like, I guess evolved as a photographer that you've kind of like, it's a double edged sword because when I didn't know anything, Mm -hmm. I experimented more. All right. So you don't, so you're always trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. And so you're shooting all the time and 90% of the stuff is going to fail. Yeah. But because you're doing it completely new, um, 10% could be really cool. Now I know how to do it all. Yeah. So it's easier for me. Yep. But I don't push it because I don't have to. Yeah. And I still, and I miss that aspect of it. Yeah. It's not as fresh, I guess. Um, It's It's still fresh, but it's not, 
the the more you know, it, the easier it gets. But yeah, you kind of need to not know so much. In I some see respects. what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. It's hard to explain. No, I get it. It's just like yeah, you've kind of been through it so long. It's like you've already shot that and whatnot, but it's still. It's like, so then now that my new challenge has been, it's like, all right, I, of course I know how to take this picture, but now let me how how can I push it a little farther? Mm-hmm. So time permitting, and that's of course as you know, the way things have gotten in commercial photography. Yeah. You're now doing so many shots a day. Yep. And you don't always have time to like put in the time you'd like to. Yeah. I guess, yeah. What's the biggest thing like since you started, like when you first shot that first campaign for a good B to now, like how has like commercial photography evolved over time? Like, like, is there like a big difference how it kind of operates? A couple of different ways. I mean, obviously back then it was stills. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was no digital. Yeah. So, you're shooting Polaroid, and I used to shoot with a Pentax 6.7, so I'd have three of them. Yeah. Two with film and one with a Polaroid back. Yeah. So constantly shooting Polaroids, and also because one of them would always break. So mm-hmm. You needed a couple of them. Um, now everything's... But so you were nervous. Yeah. Like, I used to never be able to sleep after a big I hope job. The, I hope the like lab doesn't mess so up my many films. terrible <laughs> things can go wrong. People don't realize, like... They're like, oh, digital is great. I mean, it is. And they're like, don't I hate digital or because the film's so much better. I'm like, you have never done a real job because you can't sleep. Because literally, I will say this: I one of my first jobs, I got uh, I shot four by five back wow. when I started, and I got a new um, film pack, yeah, film holder. Um, the day before the shoot, and I was using. Remember, they had like combination. Um, they had like the paper film four by five. Oh holders. yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I was using those and I'm an idiot and I didn't test the brand new pack. Yeah. So anyway, this is the, I, this is a true story. So I shoot this thing and it's April 1st. This is it the day the lab calls? Mm-hmm. And I gave them 80 sheets I, and they said, none of your, all your film was black. Nothing came out. Holy shit. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a good one. April Fool's. Ha ha ha. Great joke. Because now we're serious. Oh, man. I'm like, holy shit. And it was a bro. The thing was defective. However, because I shot 4x5 Polaroid. Yeah. And I had my own drum scanner. Wow. That worked? I drum scanned all my Polaroids and used those. The clients didn't catch on? Or no, I told them. Uh, and they were like cool with it. Yeah. And um, because they had signed off on the Polaroids. And wow. They were, that's that is, what you got. That is So wild. it wasn't great. But and they still, you know, I still work with those guys for years. I still work with one of the art directors. Yeah. Um, but I learned yeah. a very valuable lesson. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't test out new gear on a sh- on nope. a job. <laughs> nope, 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 yeah, nope, that's nope. yeah. You learn those little things like bring like doubles and triples of everything. Right. Like that, it's like it's the little things over right. time. Like actually, one of the things um, I was lucky to assist you. Like I assisted for you like right when I got out of college. I think it was probably you're like the second photographer I worked for like ever. Right. So I was like real green. <laughs> and uh, one of the little things I learned from you was like we did a shoot like in a studio. And you did this little thing where you, uh, during the shoot, you just had people jump in the air. Oh, yeah. And it was like a little thing, but it like, it just broke the mood of the whole shoot. Right. And, like, I still that, did that. Yeah. And I might have stole it a couple of times. It's good. <laughs> but like little stuff like that is just amazing just to kind of create that environment right. like around with this. Because like, especially those commercial shoots, it can get like kind of with all the people involved. Right. Well, people, that's like at this point in my career, I'd say 90% of what I'm doing is getting the right reaction and the right expression out of somebody because let's face it, we have great crews and mm-hmm. my guys, like most of the time I walk up yeah, 
and the that's fine. He's trying to go outside. Yeah, you want to let him out? Yeah, hold yeah that's fine. Second. Yeah, no, you can cut it. All right, we're back. So, um, what I was saying is that in this day and age, it's I've got a great crew and they're going to light it for me, and I'm just going to tweak from what they start off with. Mm-hmm. So my job is just to get the people that I'm photographing to have that really nice natural mm-hmm. look yeah. that I like. So my job is to really just like make them laugh and just yeah. be funny and just to drop that mask. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What is it like for you to have like a successful shoot? Like, what is it that you're looking to make happen? Is it like, um, the preparation beforehand, the crew, or what is it for you to like walk away and be like, you know what? I I, like really did a good job with that one. Like, what do you kind of need to like, I want to be happy with the pictures. I want to see a picture. I'm like, wow, that's a cool picture. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so that the way that happens almost always is everybody's just having fun on the set. Mm-hmm. So I'm cracking jokes. My guys are cracking jokes. Everybody's like, well, my crew is like insulting me the whole time. <laughs> That's and, right. Make fun of the photographer. <laughs> yeah. And so we're, everybody's laughing and that, but that, that is contagious. Yeah. So the people stop, they're not nervous anymore because they can see that I'm like a harmless guy and they can just have fun with me and I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. you know, I just, this guy just photographed, um, last week kept like making the doing the craziest stuff like he shot he gave me the finger he was like doing crazy stuff and i was like this is great yeah because if i've got this famous guy to like relax like this it's yeah. awesome yeah it just makes it your job that much easier yeah um i guess when you kind of started getting more commercial stuff like did it take you a while to get used to working like with like a crew and everything like assistance and stuff yeah. is that something that because it is it is different because you, when you're this by yourself like like it's like uh you don't have to like delegate stuff right. so that really is like it takes time to learn like is that something that kind of took you a while I, I remember the first time i was at fur verizon and i had hired like just friends of mine mm-hmm. and i could like gathered my friends in the m- middle of this big giant studio i'm like what do I do now? <laughs> and I was totally serious. And I was just like, you know, I, I have, I know how to take pictures and stuff, but like, then everybody's like, like, what do we, what do we do for like wardrobe and makeup and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, that looks good. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, so that definitely, it takes a little while before you can like give direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, for it's also about hiring people that you trust. Yeah, that they can put their own, you know, mm-hmm. put fingerprints on on the job. Yeah, definitely. I think that is important. Like when you're hiring like assistants and stuff. Like even me, like I don't hire assistants a lot, but sometimes I, I really look for like like people that they might not even know like the, that much about like photography. Like they might not be, they might be new to it or whatnot, but if they have like a good personality and they're on set and if you're photographing someone, they can like this bring another dynamic and really, right. this, and I think that's like almost more important because they can learn the technical stuff. So it's just, for me, it's just like personality wise. I think a lot of it is just like kind of creating that environment. So yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. One thing I want to talk to you about, like I know you kind of do a lot of, uh, you do your commercial work, but then lately you've been shooting for Forbes magazine a lot. It seems yeah. like the last few years. Um, one shoot I was interested in particular, I think, I think it was for Forbes. You shot Bill Gates. Right. Was that the 20, you shot 20 by 24 Polaroid. Was that for Forbes? Yes. So we shot like over the course of the day, maybe 12 to 16 people. Yeah. So the thing about Gates was that unlike anybody else, I got one click, one frame. That's only, that's all he would give you. Yeah. 
what made you decide to shoot the 20 by 24 Polaroid camera? That actually came from Forbes, where they called me up and said, listen, we're going to rent this camera and crew for you. And um, we want to shoot these because they were auctioning the prints as a fundraiser. Okay, wow. Um, yeah, because that camera, I've never shot it, but it, I think there's only like five in the United States or something. Right. It's like it, it's like on a track, right? Right, and it comes on its own with its own crew. Oh, so they kind of teach you how to like use it correctly. Well, they do it. So you have your crew doing lighting. Yep. Because it's a completely different. Yeah. What you don't have, most people don't realize about that until you shoot it is that it's incredibly flat. Yeah. So you've got to like really punch the shit out of the light. Okay. To get any sort of like shape or anything. Yeah. yeah. So wow, that yeah, that must have been like a pretty interesting uh, experience shooting with that camera. It was great. Yeah. Because <laughs> the guys that run it were really interesting and fun and you know, it's it got a little crowded with that crew plus my crew. Yeah. But uh, it was cool. It was really neat. Yeah, I know like you shot like uh Warren Buffett and Bill yeah. Gates and all these guys. Like h- how are those shoots? Are they this like uh like going into those, is it like this a ton of preparation? Because they're dealing with those guys, they probably don't give you much time, right? It depends. It's really, I think for me, I've always tried to treat everybody the same. Yeah. And like, I'll joke around with anybody. Mm-hmm. And with like Warren Buffett, you can totally joke around with him. He's awesome. Bill yeah. Gates is actually not so warm. Yeah. Um, so you can't really have so much fun with him. Yeah. But uh, most people you can uh, talk to yeah talk to that's cool is like the celebrity photography something you kind of like enjoy doing or is it just another job like yeah some yeah some people have been great to photograph Mm -hmm. you get to photograph dwayne johnson he's really cool yeah um you get to meet some really cool people but then occasionally meet some people that are less cool so yeah mention names (laughs) no tom brady tom brady (laughs) the the goat (laughs) um so it goes both ways yeah um and then i i noticed on your website you've been you've been doing a job down in atlanta for like the last few years yeah documenting a hospital children's hospital in atlanta it's like the most serious thing i do yeah and it's this amazing hospital it's a serious a couple of hospitals actually yeah um so the children's hospital of atlanta or children's hospital of atlanta Yeah. yeah Um, they obviously they care for kids uh, with everything from I photographed brain surgery, heart surgery, spinal surgery, and kids with cancer. Wow. And it's just, it obviously it puts things in perspective Yeah, where you realize that, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just taking pictures. Yeah. These guys are actually saving lives of children. Yeah. And when we first started there, it's been a couple of years, like the first time, like the, for like the first four di- days we cried after like every single day. Yeah. And then I realized that I could just make these kids days a little bit more fun and interesting mm-hmm. if I would just like be my normal goofy self yeah. and crack jokes yeah, and make it special for them. Mm-hmm. And so since then it's been great because that's what I'll do is I'll just treat them like, I don't treat them like sick kids. I just take their picture and joke around and tease them and they love it yeah. because for 20 minutes they're not sick kids in a hospital they're like being photographed and they're just it's it's a nice thing i can do yeah definitely was that like how did that project kind of come about is that through like a? um i think because i originally had shot for i can't remember which i think the first hospital i shot for was Beth Israel Deaconess here, I believe. Yeah. And then that led to Children's Hospital, and now I'm shooting also for Memorial Sloan Kettering in New York. Okay. 
So, so I love a, hospitals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. He's <laughs> probably the only one who says I know. That. I, I love it. It was so cool. Because the doctors are so cool, and I see yeah. a lot of researchers, and it's just, it's, they're inspiring. Definitely. They're smart people. They're like, that's neat. Yeah, that's cool. What do you think it is that, like, you that's kind of kept you, like, doing this for so long? What do you enjoy about it? Because, like, I mean, running uh, photography businesses, there's a lot of ups and downs. So it's like, right. so, like, what is it that really just kind of keeps you going, you know? Uh, I've got clients that have stuck with me for years yeah and hire me every single year that's so, awesome that's the key and and what do you just enjoy about photography in general i love i love taking pictures yeah it's still it's still exciting for me yeah every single time like to see what is it going to come out is, is it going to be the way i thought it was is it yeah. going to be better is it going to be worse mm-hmm. and you never know like pictures jobs you think like this is going to be boring yeah get, get great pictures out of yeah definitely i mean yeah it's kind of a lot of those jobs where it's like tough like uh end up being like the best pictures because it kind of forces you to kind of really think about like what you're doing and try to get something good out of it you know um yeah. but i guess has the way you kind of like marketed your business changed over time like from when you started to now is that like something you even like being that you have a rep is it like even something you really think about a lot or i do think about it. i think it's harder now mm-hmm. i think it's a much harder time to be a commercial photographer than when yeah. I began. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, things that used to work don't work and some things are available that weren't there before. So you've got to figure out like, well, am I going to send out a print piece? Am I still doing a printed portfolio? Yeah. Uh, mailer or email blast or yeah. should I go out in person? Do yeah. I go to the meetings at Ed edge? And yeah. There's so many choices and no, I don't, th- there's nothing, one thing that really works. I mm-hmm. think it's like a, just it's a aggregate yeah definitely so you got to keep on like just get your pictures and your name in front of people and mm-hmm. eventually hopefully they'll think of you for the right job yeah definitely it's like i think about it all the time like what works I'm like, right. I don't know. <laughs> there's no one thing <laughs> there's no one you know, i'll tell you what what the what does work is like that personal connection yeah is if you know somebody and they know you and you've done a good job for them in the past they'll for remember sure. that yeah definitely and they'll call you down the road for sure man um do you feel like those like pay to play the adage meetings have been like useful to you or I can't say, yeah, I can't it's hard honestly to tell. say, I, I do track on my websites and I do get um, mm-hmm. traffic from ad edge. Yeah. And the workbook. So you see people are going, yeah. Are they the ones booking you mm-hmm. or is it because that my rep went by or yeah. is it because they saw like I won some award? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. I think, it, I think it's smart though. It's just like, you just got to get out there and that's going to be part of the community. Cause right. like it's a, the photo world's really small, like in the grand scheme of things, like it's, so it's definitely probably just good to get out there and just talk to people, you know? Right. I just, I strongly believe if you take pictures for yourself mm-hmm. and you believe in the pictures and you're excited about them, yeah, then you'll be okay. Yeah. Is that something you think is important just to kind of keep shooting like your personal work and stuff for, Absolutely. Your, for your website and whatnot right. and just keep on updated, updating yeah. it? Yeah. You'll see that like I update like the homepage like mm-hmm. all the time. Like, yeah, definitely. Like I, che- I check, all, I check all the time. <laughs> Michael. I check all the time. Um, I already got the next couple in mind. And now yeah. with like, like with social media these days, is that like something you like put thought into? Like what photos are you going to post on there? Is right, it- I do. I like, I like Instagram. Instagram's fun for me. I like, and I also like trying purposely like not to do, I like it, how they look so different. Mm-hmm. Like my Instagram stuff is all over the place. Like yeah. Some video, but it's mostly iPhone, but yeah. Uh, some with a real camera. Yeah. It's interesting. I saw like even in the last year or so you've been doing like the drone photography stuff. Yeah. And it, it just comes across. You're just having fun. Like, right. and- oh, yeah, I don't expect to, 
Actually, I got called for a possible uh, job last week, and yeah. there was like one like I could shoot this with my drone. Yeah, but then I was like, but then I have to worry about like dropping my drone on somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you gotta, like get a permit and all that. <laughs> right, so it's like, uh, it's a um, double edged sword. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Though. You never know what's gonna. Uh you throw, throw stuff out there you never know what's going to come back like I've, I've had people hit me up on instagram that I right. for a job i'm like damn like i've never got a job i don't think out of instagram i, I got direct messages really? for, like, for like american express wow. <laughs> yeah it was crazy for you. well i gotta i gotta follow your yeah i don't know like yeah you, you never know who's looking like it's pretty wild right. like uh it's interesting um but i guess this to kind of wrap up like um you've been doing this for a while now like, do you have any goals for the future going forward or kind of stuff you want to pursue or like kind of, I'd, it, you know, I'm having a great time. If I can keep doing exactly what I'm doing, yeah, I'll do it as long as I can. Well, you're doing it good. I, I definitely, uh, I, look, I love looking at your work, man. And, uh, I, def- I definitely appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Um, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Like I said, I met you when I first got out of school, like 10 years ago and I was green and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, I remember doing work. I still on, don't know what I'm doing. I was working on a shoot with you for like, you're, you're shooting something for the New York times. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so it's definitely cool to like, uh, talk to you again. But, um, I guess cool. for people are going to look at it, look, uh, listen to this. Um, where's the best place to check out your work? Uh, michaelprince.com. Cool. And then Instagram. Yeah, uh, Michael Prince. There you go. Check it out, michaelprince.com. Thank you, guys. Thanks. (laughs) So there you have it. That was the Michael Prince interview. I want to thank Michael so much for coming on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting to sit down with him and talk to him about all his uh, photography experience. Um, As someone who's been in the business for a while now, um, I definitely learned a lot getting a chance to speak with him about all his uh, experience. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And uh, yeah, going forward, I just wanted to let you know, I'm going to be having weekly podcasts every Monday. Um, You can check them out on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as on my website at alexgagnephoto.com. And I'll be updating my Instagram as well, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much, and uh, Happy New Year.